Dress it up and make it real for me. <laughs> Whatever that means. Dirty something in the sky for me. Spend a day to get my mind blown. Huh? Dress it up and go to NASA. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids. We're the one that kept it cool with all these teenagers. Start acting. Greetings, world. This is Davison Carter on Dogwood Radio with the Basket Bro Show. Uh, today we're doing our kind of pre-major conference tournament uh, rundown, talking about the ACC, Big Ten, and Big 12. And I guess the SEC somehow sneaks in there as a relevant power conference. Um, but yeah, so big news last night was UNC sweeping the greatest rivalry in sports with their pretty dominant win at the end of the day over Duke. Any thoughts on uh, on that one, Carter? Oh, yeah. It was a interesting game. I was really hoping Zion Williamson would have played because it just would have made the rivalry that much more special if we'd gotten a nice Zion Williamson moment. Hopefully we get that in this upcoming uh, ACC tournament on Friday. But uh, initially I was just disappointed he wasn't in the game. Um but it was, you know, all you could expect from a UNC-Duke game, up and down. Both teams looked like they were, you know, dominating at certain points. Duke got out to a, a nice uh, first-half start with uh, Cam Reddish really firing off in the first half. Then uh, Carolina finished pretty strong. <laughs> Not necessarily finished strong. They had a really strong stretch near the end of the second half where they gapped Duke by about 15 points. Uh, Duke, I think, brought that down to 5. I mean, 75-70. to 70. Uh, the game finished 79-70, but uh, really good game. Uh, standout performances from Kobe White for Carolina uh, with 21 points. He hit a bunch of really uh, big three-pointers in the second half that uh, changed the momentum in Carolina's favor. Kenny Williams with three big charges against R.J. Barrett. Uh, 18 points for him also on the offensive uh, end, four for seven from three. Uh, how do you think uh, the Duke freshman Barrett and Reddish really uh, – held up against the sort of longer defenders they saw uh, against Carolina. Uh, so although Barrett had um, you know more points on the game, I thought Reddish was really the story because, uh, you know, he scored, um, you know, he was 8 for 10 from the foul line. Um, he was aggressive. You know, he had some really nice drives. Uh, he was very aggressive. He was very aggressive. Both of them sh- actually shot pretty poorly from behind the arc, um, but they put them up. They shot enough that they made some, you know. Like as a team, they shot twenty-five percent. Um, RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish, which is just crazy. Oh, Barrett ten for twenty-seven. Yes. Yeah. Reddish six for yeah, twenty-three. Yeah, field goal. It did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were seven for twenty-three. Fifty-three point attempts would be unbelievable. So <laughs> not. Yeah, that's why I was like, no, 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 there's no way, Carter. But yeah, um, 50 field goal attempts. You know, they played, the, um, both of them played almost the entire game. Trey Jones did play the entire game. Yeah. I think one of the storylines there that, um, you know, people don't talk about enough necessarily in basketball is the fatigue factor. And you could see it uh, there, you know, with maybe 10 minutes to go, the Duke guys were just, they could not keep up that intensity. You know, and when Kobe White is probably the biggest contributor, he was the biggest contributor points-wise. 
Um, he played 36 minutes, but he got little breaks, you know, and he, even Kenny Williams got, um, you know, a little break towards the end of the first half. Seventh and, Woods gave some valuable well, minutes at point guard. Yep. Um, and for the bigs to not have to play, you know, more than 30 minutes, you know, for, um, for Brooks, um, to really be fresh and, what a storyline for Kenny Williams. What a way to end his home career at UNC. Oh, yeah. He's kind of underachiever for the past four years. And yeah. I mean, yeah, you couldn't have asked for a better game from him um, last night. Um, but, you know, back to your original question, I guess. Um, I think Reddish playing this more aggressive role, if and when Zion Williamson comes back, they're going to be a much more balanced offense now that they've had to survive without him. Uh, you know, they have they three really elite scores up. with those three. Um, and it would be a good thing for Barrett Reddish yeah. to get less shots uh, if hopefully they would get more selective with their shots and only take the, the good ones, not necessarily force up so many. If Zion... Uh, and they'd get better looks with Zion in there. That's why this is sort of frustrating that we didn't get UNC versus Duke with Zion because we don't really know what that would look like. And hopefully we get that on uh, on Friday, no. as I said before. Because, I mean, we'd be really missing out well, if we didn't see it. Well, I think, uh, you know, some guy, a guy who really proved um, his value to Duke is Delorier. Yeah. 28 minutes, uh, four for four. From the field, ten rebounds, four blocks. That's pretty stellar. Um, you know, and Reddish and Barrett need to look for him more. They need to look. Well, that's the problem. Is he's really the only other guy? Yeah. Um, Marquise Bolden was injured Bolden? the first few minutes of the game. We didn't. Oh, yeah. We haven't mentioned that so far. But uh, Delorier probably put in stronger yeah, minutes but than Bolden I, I would have it, anyway. Yeah, I think it maybe actually helped them that Bolden was out because yeah. Delorier played so well. I don't. There's no way Bolden would have played as well as Delorier did. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's. I feel bad for Duke. Ooh, did I just say that? Um, <laughs> with these two injuries, uh, you know, to two kind of key players at the very beginning of both the games, but you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. You need the next man up to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have anyone else. <laughs> that's they need that's to suffer a, another injury. That's a terrible thing about him. Yeah. Very little. Who that, the hell is Goldwire, for instance? Uh, uh, he's the, the point guard. Man that, played uh, five minutes. Yeah. He brings Coach K brings him in for energy. Okay, yeah, he... He had zero stats, yeah. literally nothing on the box score except for five minutes. Oh, he had a trillion? He had a five um, trillion. Is that confirmed, crazy. actually? Five trillion? Oh, my God, yeah, he you're had right. No stats. He didn't even have a foul. <laughs> wow. That's a he rare got a foul five trillion in there. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. See, a one trillion by a walk-on is a rarity but it's not you know a unicorn or anything like that a five trillion is something that truly is rare to see um <laughs> but the fact we were talking about uh duke's lack not even of, a turnover uh, not even a turnover <laughs> you're not even contributing to the other team's success you're just a body <laughs> but uh <laughs> talking about duke's bad roster that uh, i watched coach k's press conference today and uh, a reporter asked him a question about if he misses having seniors like there were in carolina and uh, Coach K, 
spoke fondly hmm. about having players in the past like Nolan Smith and Kyle Singler, uh, specifically talking about his 2010 championship team. Um, do you see Coach K breaking under the success and failures of this new system he's introduced where he rides and dies with freshmen who take 50 field goals combined per game? <laughs> What do you mean breaking? Like, uh, do you think uh, maybe like he's going to abandon go this to... system pretty soon? That he's getting sort of sick of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think he'll coach too much longer, especially if this uh, season goes poorly in the postseason, which it could, right? Mm-hmm. I could, as good as t- and talented as they are, I could see them going out. In the first, no, nah, maybe not the first round, but I can see them going out in the second round. Yeah. Against the, I mean, they could lose to a team like Virginia Tech. They could lose to a team like Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Michigan. I well, mean, they wouldn't play Michigan them until late. Their struggles, but no, that would be later. Yeah. But there's a lot of there's enough teams, um, you know, that could. Uh, be problematic. They could play Kansas kind of early. That's true. Kansas might be a four or something like that. That could be a Sweet 16 matchup. Yeah. That could be a Sweet 16 matchup. Um, yeah, it's going to be a weird tournament with the kind of the way things are spread out. Yeah. Um, amongst the Blue Bloods. So maybe we should move on to UVA's win against Louisville, which I actually think was the most impressive win of the season for them. Oh, it's really? more impressive than against North Carolina. Oh. Yes. Would you like did to expand you, uh, on you that? Did a chance to watch I did get a Louisville chance to game? watch it. I actually rewatched it uh, hmm? earlier today. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because, you know, we know... Um... Oh, help me out here. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Uh, their lottery pick. DeAndre Hunter. For UVA. The DeAndre Hunter. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, DeAndre Hunter, we know that he's a phenomenal player. We know that Kyle Guy can hit threes. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen Ty Jerome play like the NBA prospect he is until this Louisville game. Uh, it was his most dominant performance on defense and offense. Um, and if he's able to play like that in the tournament, I mean, we all know that a good point guard is key in the postseason. Um defensively and offensively and if he can drop 20 points a game uh when he needs to i mean then they're not gonna lose yeah so he was 24 points eight for 14 from the field six assists but yeah six assists one of the few guys on uva who can uh, create his own shot him and hunter are probably the only two guys who can do that and hunter isn't at all times as aggressive as he should be considering his talent and how unstoppable he is at this level. But Jerome <laughs> never really hesitates to take it to the rack and try and get buckets. So, I mean, it's a really important player for UVA to have, uh, especially going into this, you know, one-and-done scenario in the ACC and uh, NCAA tournaments where, I mean, <laughs> you need to win every game. That's the nature of the game. So, yeah, Jerome, I mean, he was huge. And Louisville went up seven early in the second half. They came at lights out. And Jerome was really mm-hmm. the only guy who was getting points at that time. Um, Kyle Guy heated up later. Uh, yep. But yeah, and as impressive as Ty Jerome was... Uh, yeah, Hunter was almost a non-factor. Oh yeah. Missed actually a lot of shots, but um, 
as impressive as Jerome was, the mm-hmm. bench for them was like really important this coming back. Jay Huff, the seven footer, hit three uh, big time uh, three pointers. Uh, Arden Key, or sorry, Braxton Key. <laughs> Arden Key's the defensive end from LSU. Uh, Braxton Key uh, had a big <laughs> corner three pointer uh, near the end of the game to uh, sort of seal it for UVA. And then Diakita, who's always been big on defense, finally. Uh, got some buckets. Not really, but he got four points, which is kind of a lot for Diakita. <laughs> Although he provides very valuable uh, defensive minutes. Well, yeah, and he was he was efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, Diakita could play better. It wasn't, but well, Huff, you know, three for three from behind the line is a seven foot one guy. I mean, they've really got weapons. And you imagine a game where Huff and Jerome are clicking. Or even Kyle Guy. Kyle Guy had a weak night, yeah. and they still won. Kyle Guy and DeAndre Hunter, their two leading scorers, both had bad games, and they won against the Louisville team that actually played very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they Louisville only had 10, 10, 10 turnovers the entire game for Louisville. They shot thirty six percent from behind the arc, forty one percent from the field. Both very good statistics against UVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, although they may not sound mind blowing, you know, against any other opponent. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if you can win when your best players play poorly and the other team plays very well, yeah, like that's a key ingredient for a national championship team. Yeah, because very rarely uh, you're just going to blow sure out everybody. UNC is, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. There's always, you know, I think about the 2005 UNC team, how they had that sloppy win against Villanova, but like we, you know that's going to happen at some point. Mm. And it's, that's what UVA lacked last year when they lost in the first round. Um, so hopefully Louisville still gets into the tournament. Um, yeah, bubble team I don't right even now. want to pretend to figure out how... the bubble is crazy. Yeah. They might it's get like, a chance to play Duke in the ACC you know. tournament. So, I mean, a win against Duke would, uh, guarantee a spot for them in the tournament. Um, but yeah, definitely a bubble team. <laughs> yeah, like David said, we shouldn't try to predict who gets in because Lord knows uh, what the selection committee will actually do. Um, but there was a big game in the Big Ten that came after UNC versus Duke, uh, Michigan State versus Michigan, and it was a tight game for a lot of it. But Michigan State really pulled away in the end. Um, they ended up winning. Uh, let's see, seventy-five, sixty-three. Yeah. Outscored Michigan forty-six to twenty-eight in the second half. Uh, sort of uh, like everything just going as badly as it could for Michigan. Uh, I think I know I've said previously in the year Michigan can have a really hard time scoring as good as their defense can be, and Bryce Dikas on the night was like the only guy who could actually get points for him. Uh, did you get a chance to watch this game or see any highlights from it? No, I switched over to the UFC game and then just passed out. So, um, but I, know you I did. Were a big fan yeah, of I mean, I kind of looked at a little year. bit of that. Yeah, but you know, both of these teams have really been um, kind of underwhelming, especially. I don't know. I they're both ranked very highly on Ken Palm, but when you look at the quality of losses, which I think is kind of an important stat, they lost some pretty crap teams. Um, so. I mean, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Michigan's just, um, you know, they're not that aggressive. Like, they they don't even take enough shots. Like, I mean, just looking at the stats, you know, they shot okay, 40 and 36 from the field. Um, 
from the field and three-point, respectively. But let's see, they put up... Hmm. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I see. Okay. Look at this. Look at this stat. This is crazy, Carter. I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Um, so Michigan State put up 13 fewer... They put up 13 fewer shots than Michigan did. Uh-huh. And they won by 12. It was the key stat of this game. 23 made field goals for Michigan State. Free throws. Seven also. attempted free throws. Thank you. My apologies. Sorry. Edit that out. 23 <laughs> Coincidentally, they also the made 23 field goals. So huh? you weren't wrong. <laughs> they also made 23 <laughs> field goals. It was, it was the same. They made as many free throws as they did field goals. The Wolverines only attempted seven free throws the entire game. Yeah, that is pretty insane. Uh, yeah, home court so, advantage, maybe they were playing in yeah. East Lansing. Yeah, some home <laughs> cooking. Well, that's another you know um, wild card this time of year when we move into the tournament. Is once we get to the NCAA tournament, people will be playing with non-conference refs. Mm-hmm. That'll be the first time since January or December for a lot of these teams. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll tell you what, I don't care who you are. If you attempt 30 free throws like Michigan State, you're doing something right. You're attacking oh, yeah. the basket. Well, I was yeah. watching the game, and uh, whoever Michigan... was on the call was talking about Tom Izzo being in the ear of every official at every timeout and how Beeline wasn't working them quite so well. So, <laughs> maybe a little bit of referee interference and influence from Izzo there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just, from my own coaching perspective, is I just talk to the refs as little as possible. I feel like it can only hurt you. I, I guess if once you have like prestige, I, I suppose it can help. But I don't know. It's a big Coach K move uh, to uh, always uh, be in the refs here. I mean, that's yeah, it is. It is. It's I'm not a fan of it. That's for sure. <laughs> But yeah. referee bias doesn't account for uh, four times the amount of attempted free throws mm-hmm. than their opponent. Uh, that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Michigan State, I don't think this really increases, like, my, um, you know, my read on the team uh, as a whole. You know, in January and February, they lost uh, three games in a row to Purdue, Indiana, and Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, the Purdue game wasn't even close. Uh, and they lost yeah. twice to Indiana. They lost home and away to Indiana. Yeah, that's bad A losses. team that yeah. Barely 500. will not make the tournament. Yeah, well, probably will not. Yeah. Uh, Purdue, though, the is a They're good team. 6 they and 12 up, in the uh, conference. Sharing uh, the Big tw- 10 title with Michigan State, so... You can forgive them for losing to Purdue. Um, we might see probably neither one of them is going to end up as a one seed, maybe two for each of them. But, you know, that sometimes depends on who ends up winning the Big Ten title. Um, but we can move over to the Big 12 mm. as Texas Tech won yesterday and uh, snagged the Big 12 title, which broke Kansas's streak of 14 straight Big 12 titles, which is pretty amazing. And I know we've talked previously how this – is not a very good Kansas team. I haven't paid too much attention to Texas Tech uh, throughout the year after they got blown out by Duke early. I uh, sort of put a blind eye to them, but they're hard to ignore now after one of the Big 12 and snapping the streak. 
Uh, what's just sort of your general impressions on Kansas finally not being Big 12 champions? Uh, well, I think for two years I've been saying that Kansas doesn't look very good, I'm, as in last year and then the beginning of this year. Um, you know, uh, I think they're a team that's the past two years has had a lot of – they've had good athletes. They've had some good kind of dynamic big men. But, I mean, this year their team chemistry was awful. You just had to watch a couple games and see the way that they jaw at each other, the way that they'd get discouraged by a call not going their way. Yeah. They just, uh, they're not a, a Final Four team this year. And so I think it's props to the rest of the Big 12. They could get their act together and, uh, <laughs> you know, not let Kansas sit on the throne. They're finally a real conference I talk again. I more up to that than like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, have you watched much Texas you know, Tech? I have uh, not. I guess cause... Oklahoma. No. Um, I mean, you know, some of these games always come on so late during the year. Um, hmm. So I'm just looking at their schedule. Like, I mean, I think they're kind of a Michigan State team. The exact same time of the year, they dropped three losses to Iowa State, Baylor, and Kansas State. Um, so Baylor's all right, but um, yeah. Uh, Kansas State actually is t- tied for the Big 12. Wow. Oh, That's yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a weird year. It's a weird year. So, um, I mean. Not many uh, dominant teams in a lot of conferences. They crushed Kansas in yeah. their second. No, no. But, I mean, we'll see. Um, which, you know, interestingly, obviously we've got some bias going on here, but the three teams who've proved that they can beat uh, top opponents and, you know, regularly kind of crush the underdogs or UVA, UNC, and Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, so. When can Zag get to a certain extent? <sighs> what? I know you're not Gonzaga's a big Gonzaga fan. Better. No, well, they, they beat Texas Tech. They beat Texas Tech, so uh-huh. that was a big win for them. Um, now, like at the time, it didn't seem like a big win, right? Yeah. Um, Only team to beat Duke but, at, at full you know, strength. As they were saying on TV, that's true. Um, but the question is, how much were they able to improve during their conference schedule? Yeah, true. Sort when, of like uh, how Perry Saint Germain like, is in the in the Champions League to take a comparison to soccer. They play in the French League where they have no real competition. Mm-hmm. And then when they actually play a real meaningful game, there's just so much pressure on them that it's it's very different for the team that they're playing. So that could be something that uh that probably has affected Gonzaga in the past. I mean, we saw him make the championship game two years ago. But uh, I'm just not as worried about it as you are, <laughs> to be honest. Because they've got so much talent. What do you mean? You think that they're going to make a big run this year? I think they're going to make at least an elite yeah. eight. I don't see them losing. Oh, Hachi Moore is the truth, man. Yeah, I don't see them getting upset. No, by, they're like, not going to go out team. first or second round. Yeah, but then again, they won't be playing uh, you know a super you know, talented team in those rounds. So, to a certain extent, that doesn't really <laughs> mean that what you're saying is wrong. Well, both UNC and. Um, Gonzaga have two of the longest winning streaks in the country right now. Uh, you know, UNC lost to UVA in what was the date of this? February 
second, something like that. Uh, come on, ESPN, give me the date. <laughs> well, if so, they lost to UVA. You can't really hold that against them too much. Before that, their other loss was against Louisville at the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. So they lost to Louisville, you know, second week of January. They lost to UVA. Other than that, they've got no losses in 2019. Um, you know, Gonzaga hasn't lost since they played Carolina in December. Their only other loss is against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Since they lost to UNC, though, they haven't played a single top 50 opponent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a rough look. That's true, though. Like, <laughs> you know, that. so it's just unclear. I mean, it's great when you can beat University of Denver 101 to 40, but, like, yeah. you know, we don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, so Not the same as even playing a team like a Clemson just... or an NC State. Yeah. <laughs> Who at least have some talent? No, especially if you look at if you look at the Ken Palm. You know, I was blown away by this, but uh, you know, NC State is thirty first in the country. Oh, wow! On Ken Palm, you know, Clemson is twenty eighth. Wow. Louisville nineteen, Florida State fifteen, Virginia Tech eleven. Like the ACC, there's all these tough games. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas you know Ken Palm. Let's see. Yeah, the second-ranked team for the West Coast New Conference Mexico is St. Mary's at 33, San Francisco at 67, San Diego at 87, BYU okay. at 89, and then Loyola Marymount at 134, Pepperdine 153. It just gets very ugly from there. Yeah. Yeah, so St. Mary's, I, I stand corrected. St. Mary's is a top 50 Ken Palm team. Um, <laughs> but the only reason for that is probably because they've, played gonzaga and that makes the schedule more difficult uh, you know the way that that these formulas um you know some other surprise teams um on the ken palm ratings that may be worth talking about houston right is a sleeper winners of the american Um, conference you know 29 and two twice this year yeah and then where the heck is nevada nevada has dropped all the way to 22 on ken palm Big disappointment from Nevada. Yeah. A team of, a lot of people expected a lot from because their average age of their roster is like 23. <laughs> and a couple of their guys could have uh, jumped for the NBA last year. Um, so, I mean, some people thought they were going to go undefeated. So three losses for them is like, you know, eight losses for anybody else. It's pretty disappointing. Um, big surprise. Yeah, lost in New Mexico, San Diego State. Yeah, not good losses either. Wofford at 20 from the Southern Conference, uh, who UNC actually opened their season with away, uh, is looking like a very good road win at this point in the season. (laughs) It might actually end up getting UNC a one seed uh, because Wofford, an away game against a top 20 team like that, is actually really impressive. Um, Southern Conference, yeah. Even if they lose in their conference tournament, they might make a a, a at-large bid. They're that good. Um, Buffalo from the Mac is also a really good uh, mid-major team, um, but we can mm-hmm. uh, go into the SEC here really quick as uh, Tennessee lost to Auburn yesterday, so LSU wins the SEC outright. Um, they got a big win over Tennessee a couple weeks ago in a really close overtime game that maybe Tennessee should have won, so... Uh, Despite LSU winning it, I still think Tennessee's a better team. And Kentucky might actually be a better team also. 
Um, <laughs> but it's just hilarious with LSU uh, this week, the ups and down with them. Because just earlier this week, their head coach, uh, Will Wade, uh, was reportedly caught on a wiretap talking about a, quote, strong-ass offer uh, and a smart thing, referring to recruit Javante Smart. So <laughs> not a good look for the uh, the head coach as he was suspended before uh, the game on Saturday, actually. Um, so I doubt that oh, they'll wow. bring him back uh, for the rest of the NCAA tournament, so they might be coached by an assistant or something like that bringing even more uh, doubt about how far they'll actually end up going in the NCAA tournament. Um, <laughs> but aside from all that, do you still like Tennessee as the best team in uh, in the SEC? Um, hey, they beat Gonzaga. So uh, we <laughs> talked about them being a super talented team, but I don't know. It's going to be a toss-up, right, between Kentucky and Tennessee. Kentucky beat Carolina. Um, and they split the series, right? Yep, they blew each um, other out uh, in their respective home games. Yes. So, I mean, I think that's kind of a push between uh, Tennessee and Kentucky for me. Yeah. And then, yeah, with the you know the domestic instability at LSU, <laughs> and um, you know, their I guess their best quality win was against Tennessee, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Did they have any other? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, between the three of them, though, they'll probably all be top three seeds. Mm-hmm. Kentucky imagine. possibly could be a one. Um, well, I guess it depends what happens in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I think the winner, if Kentucky or Tennessee, uh, particularly Kentucky, if Kentucky wins. Um, the sec tournament then they'll probably be a one seed mm-hmm. um but hey if tennessee wins they could be a one seed. <laughs> nice uh on the fence uh I go know. either I way that, i think <laughs> middleman davis <laughs> i think if tennessee lsu is not a one seed they're not gonna get a one seed even if they win the sec tournament tennessee uh-huh. or kentucky if they win um if they win the tournament and uh, Duke goes out early in the ACC tournament, then you'll have one, at least one uh, SEC team as a one seed. Mm-hmm. But we're looking at a pretty plausible situation where if um, if Duke you know, beats Louisville or beats whoever they're matched up with for their first game, then they're a potential one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they beat Carolina, I'm kind of counting my chickens before they hatch here, but if uh, in the semifinals they beat Carolina and make it to the ACC finals, I think Duke is a almost a sure thing for a number one seed. Yeah. UVA's if they're at full strength and they beat you would see they're a lock um, for a one. Yeah. And UNC is so, pretty close. Gonzaga is also a lock know, for a I one. I mean, who knows? Yeah, Gonzaga is a lock for a one. But like I said, it's for the bubble teams. Who the heck knows how it's yeah. gonna play out, and who the heck knows? I mean, Condoleezza Rice and <laughs> you know uh, whoever else they decide to be on this committee. They've got like they're bringing uh, what's his name uh, back from uh, who's this? Is Secretary of State in Vietnam? You know, what I'm talking about Henry Kissinger. 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 <laughs> yeah, they're bringing Henry Kissinger in here for the uh, selection committee. Um, Obama should be on the selection committee for sure. 
He probably uh, watches some games. He was at UNC Duke earlier in the year. That would actually be a pretty cool post-presidency uh, sort of role for Obama. <laughs> you should be ahead of the NCAA. He'd probably clean well, up Well, he a did lot. the whole the president's bracket. Yeah. That would be awesome. I cannot think of a better man to lead the NCAA and kind of clean out, clear out the swamp, uh-huh. <laughs> drain the swamp of NCAA. So yeah, hopefully uh, you did can you book see that. him with his uh, forty-four? Oh yeah, that caused the, the Instagram a big, uh, viral sensation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I doubt he'll show up at the mm-hmm. ACC tournament. Uh, but uh, this is a big week. This is one of my favorite weeks no. in college basketball. The ACC, I mean, not just the ACC tournament, but uh, you know, the Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden. The Big Ten tournament is uh, in Chicago. After they experimented with starting a week early last year, which was. Just an insult to a great conference, and I'm glad that they moved it back. Um, I don't know. What are you looking forward to this uh, beautiful week, conference championship week? Um, I'm hoping uh, some of the bubble teams in the ACC can uh, win their first game, make it to the quarterfinals, and uh, get into the tournament. Um, I'm looking forward to watching a lot of these like Big 12 tournament SEC tournament. I've got the week off from work, so I can just you know couch it up and um, you know, get all the multiple screens going. Um, and watching some West Coast games. I mean, that's one of the things that's hard to do with all these you know weekday games. Don't start till like ten o'clock sometimes. Um, I mean, we didn't mention the Pac-10 at all. Well, I mean, they were really they irrelevant this year. What, what I've seen mentioned before, and I agree with yeah. strongly, is that the Pac-12 should invite Gonzaga as a basketball-only member. Otherwise, <laughs> they've really Third, got nobody. Yes, yes. It'd be good for Gonzaga. It'd be good for the Pac-12. It'd be good for Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for Gonzaga to... I don't think they're ever going to win a national championship as long as they're in the. Oh, this is what a is great soundbite. Is that what they're in? When Gonzaga wins it this year, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> no, no, they're not going to win it this year, and as long as they're in that powder puff conference, they will never win a national title. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, it's not going to happen. It's going to get remixed into a song at uh, the beginning. They're of the just April. not going to get. <laughs> Uh, UVA Gonzaga would be a very entertaining uh, final, um, but we might be jumping the gun a little bit on you know making those predictions. Um, what about you? Is there any matchup you're kind of eager for this week for the conference tournaments? Well, since I'm attending the ACC tournament this year, uh, I would love, love, love to see UNC versus Duke on Friday with a healthy Zion Williamson. Um, <laughs> we've got two extra tickets potentially, so. The sell the resale market on that would be amazing to get into, just for that alone. I would love UNC Duke on Friday. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see how the Big Ten tournament wait, 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 goes. Wait, wait. Yeah, I guess that um that could go a couple different directions. Yeah. <laughs> Purdue could be a sleeper to win that. Oh yeah, with uh. They're not uh, really a sleeper. They tied, or... you know, but they're not. They're yeah. not getting. In. No, not nearly as much uh, national uh, attention as the two Michigan schools are. Um, 
I love this, you know, the small no, conference tournaments. No, and that's just because the media also. bias towards. Oh well, yeah, totally. Izzo and yeah, those can be, well, those are, those are kicking off. Those are underway. Yeah, yeah we had the uh, the championship in the, I think Ohio Valley yesterday. Belmont versus Murray State ended up being a great game. Uh, Liberty, <laughs> the, the conservative university in southwestern Virginia. The Flames. <laughs> yeah, they booked uh, their trip earlier. Um, I saw. <laughs> The Liberty Flamers. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. That's, all oh, these that's not what they're called, though. No, I think they are. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, Gardner-Webb booked a spot <laughs> earlier today. But all these tournaments are awesome. Just seeing – I know some people don't like uh, conference championship winners making it because it's not necessarily the best team in the conference ended up making it to uh, to the NCAA tournament. But it's just awesome. The tournament setting belongs in basketball. And you know, just the seeing the excitement on the the winners' faces is uh, it's really special. So I love seeing the small uh, conference tournaments this time of year. Yeah, I think that's actually one of the, I mean, the best things about college basketball is that, um, no matter how bad your season's gone, you know, you could be a sub five hundred team in a, you know, the Missouri Valley, Ohio Valley, Big South, whatever. If you win your conference tournament. You go to the big dance. And so the what that means is that only two teams in all of college basketball end the season with a win. Yep. The NIT and the NCAA championship. Um, I mean, there's just something about that. And you do get to see, you know, some of these 16 teams, well, 15 seeds in the past, you know, have made it to the Sweet 16 after, you know, being – kind of so-so teams as mid-majors and they win their conference tournament and they get a big run at the end of the year. They peak at the right time. It's what makes the sport interesting. It's, you know, what makes it college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm hoping, uh, you know, UNC, if they beat Duke and UVA in the ACC tournament, are they the number one overall seed? No, I think it'll probably be Gonzaga. Even though they beat Gonzaga head to head, I mean it's maybe. I really don't expect that to happen. Um, but if it did, yeah, they'd have a very good argument for it. But simply the matter of, I mean, they have five losses on the season. Gonzaga's only got two. Uh, I don't know. I think Gonzaga would probably get it. Yeah. But yeah. I, mean, I can see you're dreaming. There's big. gonna be some good two seeds, which oh, yeah. is gonna be scary. Yeah. And like we yeah, said earlier, I'm no getting, getting excited. No really dominant um, teams uh, in college basketball this year, except for potentially, you know, a healthy Duke. But uh, I think this is a good place for us to stop. This is a big, big week in college basketball. We're really looking forward to the conference tournaments. We'll definitely be back uh, in your ear holes for uh, <laughs> after Selection Sunday before the actual NCAA tournament starts. So thank you for listening to me and Davis, uh, and we'll be with you uh, next time. Everybody tripping, but I ain't never tripping. Leave your ass flatter than my new television. I'm talking about money and the power, power and the money. This shit is magic, Stan Van Gundy. I'ma run this shit till I'm the last man running. Mac like that shit, then pass that to me. Young money, motherfucker, yeah, we that shit. Yeah, we used to go hard like Seattle. Don't love that bitch, I fuck that hoe. She pop X, I smoke O's, tic-tac-toe.
of the clock, cause I'm ahead of the time. Knock your pussy ass off and send your head to your mom. <laughs>